Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast for Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. That was kind of a sassy hello, just so you know. <laughs> that was almost like somebody at the post office tried to screw me today, and I said, hello, I have already paid my bill. Please open up my uh, P.O. box. I mean, have box. we met? Like- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> Just I can be pretty speaking sassy. speaking the truth. How are you, Megan? I'm doing all right. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Muddling through. Muddling through. That's, <laughs> That's good. That's a reference That's to your That's the line. Sermon. We're talking about that a little bit today. <laughs> somehow we'll have to muddle through. <laughs> we'll have to muddle through somehow, I suppose. I switched that up. But uh, I, uh, on one of my things that I posted to my kids today, I like titled it, Oh, What Fun. <laughs> I was oh, like, ah, it's a Christmas song reference. I don't hey, know if any of them got it. Report cards went home recently. Oh, yeah? How'd they go? Well, yeah. I mean, our, oh, I'm trimester assuming. Ended. Yeah, your trimester, because yeah. you're Pasco. Um, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of kids failed. It, any angry parents calling you a going, no what the heck? I got no parent contact at Everybody, all. Everybody, all the parents are like, yeah, that makes sense. My yeah. kids got to know. <laughs> well, and or they contact like admin or counselors yeah. or like principals and counselors get way more parent contact yeah. than teachers do nowadays yeah so uh london got her report card and Uh she's she's great she's a good student she does all work it kills her to like miss an assignment right like she'll she'll, like what i remember like this is like a month ago she was like um dad i have to do my workout assignment for pe and i was like it's 9 30 your bedtime's nine you missed it like i'm sorry she's (laughs) like it's due at midnight i'm like i'm sorry you should have thought of that at seven or eight or even eight (laughs) forty nine Um, and she's like, dad, I cannot miss this assignment. And she's like bawling. And so I finally, I just gave in. I'm like, fine, go to bed at 10. I don't care. Um, she did it. So anyways, she, she, um, I said all that cause she got her, we got a report card mm-hmm. in the mail, mailed it out. And then, uh, my parents came over for, I don't know, something the other day. And she did that whole, like walking around like, Oh, this old thing. Like, what what this what is this dad oh hey it's my report card oh hey straight a's um just real real coy like like we know what you're doing london like everybody knows you know it's really funny but that's pretty great yeah uh happy vaccine week i know yeah. it's been all over the news it has um, been apparently the, there's a sub-zero facility in the tri-cities there so is this I, is I like i believe probably, it's the one out by horn rapids the yeah. big freezer facility so this yeah. is like probably going to be a like transfer hub we are one of the 23 hubs in washington state mm-hmm. so like there's a good chance it's actually here i know right now i know we're not gonna see it well i don't know i might go over <laughs> just like with binoculars and take a look <laughs> Like stalking this thing. <laughs> um, so the first uh, first administrations were this uh, this morning in New York City. An ICU nurse got the first dose, which is pretty cool. Good for her. And uh, here's the conundrum that they are facing right now. Are you ready for this? Yep. 20 million vaccines in the first batch. But is it like a- 20 million doses? So that's 1 million people, right? Uh, or t- or 10 no. million people. Well, that's the question. That is the conundrum. It is a two dose. This mm-hmm. version. Uh, of all, the all of the versions right now are two dose versions. The the two that oh well, the, there's only one approved. The, the other one, Moderna, is close and it is also two. But I think there's it's, a Johnson. I think it's getting approved. Well, I think it's on the table to get approved this week. Yeah, the Johnson and Johnson one is a one dose one, but that's oh, not okay. uh, that's not approved yet. Anyways, 
Um, yes. Yeah, so there is 20 million currently made ready to go. Mm-hmm. So the question is, do you inoculate 10 million people and save that? Cause you have to wait two weeks for the next, for the booster, right? So you are, do you just sit on 10 million doses for two weeks because you need to make sure that those are happening? Absolutely. Because you or, want pe- it doesn't work if you don't get both doses. That, well, that's the question. They, they know that it works at 95% with two, but they're not sure exactly how good of coverage it is with I, one. I am not for... I so say you, you fully on, inoculate 10 million people. So you sit on 10 yeah. million doses. Yes. That's just that's, that's a conundrum. I'm, all I'm saying is... And they know that they're producing. They're like, we know we can do it. We can do it. But it's also like, yeah, you think you can, but who, who knows if you can, but then how the efficacy rates of what does one look like? And I don't know. It's just interesting. It's all it is. Yeah. I, I just... That's... That's the big conundrum. I don't know I what they're going to do. I say you fully inoculate the number of people that you can. So you say inoculate. 10 million for this first yep. batch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so here's the details on it in case you haven't, you know, not interested in, in you know, you're listening <laughs> to this podcast because we're so informed on this. We're not. But I mean, I've been following it pretty yeah. closely. So not that I'm like, you know, a molecular a, biologist, a, but a thousand vials is in one shipment or at one block of whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what they have to thaw out. Um, and each vial is enough for five people. And so the, once it's thawed, though, they have six hours yep. to administer it or else it goes in the garbage. Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out how to get 5,000 people a syringe in their arm within a six-hour period. It is a big logistical yeah. sort of nightmare right now. The Moderna that- vaccine is stored mm-hmm. at regular freezer temperature. Correct. So it's a little bit less of a logistical um, conundrum. Yep. But yeah. Yep. And then obviously with the one dose of the Johnson and Johnson, mm-hmm. that's even less of a thing. Cause now you just come and yeah, I'm see interested again, so. in there. Like I haven't really yeah. heard about that one yet. Just interesting times that we are in everybody. Yeah. So it's gonna, kudos. It's crazy. Yeah. I it's talked to, crazy. uh, Heather, Sel- uh, Heather, uh, Dayton was here. Michael, Heather was here on Sunday. She's in, uh, nursing home facility, mm-hmm. elderly care, and she's also an RN, licensed RN. And I was like, "You've got to be like, I mean, you're the probably at the top of the list as yeah, far as uh-huh. I know. I don't know anybody else that deserves it more than you. I mean, I know an <laughs> ICU uh, a nurse, like several nurses attend mm-hmm. here, um, but like she works specifically with elderly people yep. and mm-hmm. is a nurse. So I feel like she's got to be top one percent. And she's like, "Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, yeah. I said, do you have an it appointment is- yet? Have they called you? Is there an yeah. email? What's happening? Yeah, like, that nothing. is interesting. Yeah. No. I'm all in. I decided. You're all in. Yeah. Going I'm, for it. I'm going for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I so <laughs> I would like to think I am too. The, the Here's the thing that I know. I'm so far down the totem pole. <laughs> <laughs> that if there was anything wrong, it's probably going to be figured. I'm like not the hamster. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. if I was the hamster, that might be more of a predicament. Mm-hmm. But I I They've can done, sit in like, this seat and be like, yeah, that's fine. Sounds good. If you look at the science, though, behind it, like it feels like it's rushed. It. I'm not worried about it. They've actually done all the things that they do normally with vaccines. Right. It just like has just the circumstances of the time have allowed them to do it much, yeah. much quicker. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I from all of the like prioritizing models I've seen, teachers are in the second group or in the yeah, second tier. They should so, be. Yeah. Which I think is great. Like that should be yeah. definite because you like, got to tier get those one is up. like healthcare workers, first responders, yeah. um, like nursing home people, like people, any people who are in a nursing home, um, and then tier two is, um, I don't know who all else is in tier two, but teachers are part of that. So. Good. Let's do it. Let's yeah. make it happen. <laughs> Let's, we'll drive you to the Horn Rapids facility right now, Megan. You're still in tier one, Brad. I'd be willing to drive you there. 
All right. Uh, so we uh, did part two of our our series uh, on Sunday, yeah. our Advent series, and my mom came and spoke for us, which is awesome, which yeah. was actually very timely because uh, we had a call out on our tech side. So it was basically me and another guy named Travis who really doesn't know what they're doing back at the oh, – and not, you know that's what? not speaking you ill guys? of Travis. It's not speaking ill of nope. Travis. It's just or like you. if Geno Smith had to come and be the Seahawks quarterback and plays a Russell Wilson, <laughs> you'd expect a few more interceptions and a few more flub throws. And you know what though? I re-listened to it last night, and you guys did pretty good. Yeah, like, not bad. I mean, there were definitely hiccups. Yes, throughout. Yes, but it it wasn't that bad. Yeah, one of those things was um, our slides. One of our slides is timed to the lights, so uh-huh. that uh, when you click it. <laughs> Andrew doesn't oh, have yeah. to click it over here and then run over and turn uh-huh. on the lights. They just like automatically do it. Uh, unfortunately, it went in the opposite direction for us. So he switched <laughs> the slides and the lights all shut off. Which you, if you were just listening to it, you probably didn't see no, it. Well, except for your mom goes, "Oh, yeah, that's okay. I've got my notes memorized." Yeah, that was. And then what you heard was me sprinting from the other side of the theater over to turn the lights on. Um, that's that. That's what happened. And then I just didn't leave the the booth after that spot. So that's foolish probably me. a good call. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> She started off by talking about the uh, Christmas song rewrite that you uh, obviously had referenced at the very Uh beginning of this podcast of Have Yourself a Merry Little uh, Christmas Rewrite. Mm -hmm. And I got a little background for you. We're going to play a little game if that's okay. All right, I'm down. Okay. Uh, So the original song uh, was written by a guy for a musical that Judy Garland was starring in called Meet Me in St. Louis. Okay, yeah, I know that musical. I watched the video of of Judy singing the song on the video on YouTube today. Uh, And she did a great job, as always, Judy. Um, And then it's been re-recorded and kind of uh, done so many times. And Sinatra, that was the part that she mentioned, um, said, I want to make this a little differently because I'm – Here's the here's the backdrop of this that I found out this week. He talked to the guy, the original writer of the song, and said, hey, um, the name of my album is A Jolly Christmas. (laughs) Quote, unquote, do you think you could jolly that one up a little bit for me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I think is a great line. Jolly you think you could up. jolly it up a little bit more, <laughs> considering the title of my thing, uh, of my uh, of my that's vinyl or whatever. Anyways, um, so obviously it's been recorded a ton of times, as Christmas songs have. It is interesting always for me to think about how recent Christmas like tradition songs are mm-hmm. to be like, oh, this is just an oldie but a goodie, and you're like, well, I mean, fifty years, which is kind of a long time, yeah. but like. My great grandpa didn't sing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it wasn't around when he, you know. And some of these feel so like, oh man, I bet Jesus, I bet Mary sang this song to Jesus as he went to bed that night. And you're like, no, these were not Christmas songs, Advent songs were not a thing for like. That's true. It's a over fifteen hundred like years. Century, yeah, it's like, like like the thirties, right? Like, yeah, I mean, there was some like post Reformation sort of like. I don't know if they would be like drinking songs, bar songs mm-hmm. that would be translated into kind of hymns that would mm-hmm. be the, the thing. And and you kind of see a beginning of, of some of them there. But some of the more familiar ones for us were all like uh, way later than that, yep. way mm-hmm. later than that, 18, 1900s. And so um, it's kind of a, a recent thing, even though we think it's old. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the specific song, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, has been uh, re redone multiple times most recently by michael buble josh groban john legend and sam smith just to name a few oh those are some big names only one of those singers had their song their remake of this song hit the billboard top 100 would you care to take a guess i'll read the names one more time well it's buble right michael buble josh groban john legend it's buble or groban that's is neither 
Oh, really? It is Sam Smith's rendition. Oh, interesting. I don't know that I've ever listened to his rendition of that. So Buble's and and Groban's and Legends all hit like adult, contemporary adult, like Christmas-y holiday stuff. Uh But Sam Smith's actually hit like the legit top 100. Oh, like pop charts. Pop charts of all of the songs. It hit 98. So it barely, barely (laughs) cleared it. It was barely in. But the highest ranking of all of those. Well, I have to listen to it now. I like Sam Smith, so... It is uh, one that you definitely will, once you hear it, you're like, oh, I've heard that version uh, before on okay. the radio. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, she also went into uh, stuff about the brain and how the brain works in terms of noticing and stopping and reflecting and talk. she contrasted the narrative brain network versus the direct experience network. We had a comment come yeah. through on one of our connect cards from Miss Kayla Strait <laughs> asking us if my mom would say, speak a little bit more. She just said in the note, can she podcast. talk about more of the brain on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> and so I talked to my mom yesterday, and again, I called her today, uh, and I said, hey, so if you were to come on and talk more about the brain, she can't. She's not here today. Sorry, Kayla. But um, <laughs> it's you got us, so you're stuck with us. I mean, I have a biology degree and a psychology yeah. minor, so I can talk about the brain. Great. I would love it. And, I, <laughs> and here's why. I go, mom, could you talk about more on the brain? She goes, oh, I said everything I know about the brain. <laughs> I don't know too much more about that. And then after she thought about it, she actually came up with uh, neuroplasticity, which is the idea of like when you and your brain thinks about some things, there's more likelihood of you of like creating rhythms and routines. And that's why spiritual practices are so important. And she's that was her like that's what she wrote her doctorate on it is like spiritual practices of the the rituals, the liturgies of what we do physically and and getting into it a a, uh, um, a a rhythm of it that actually increases the likelihood that our brain will think that way and, yeah. and expand upon that. It's like habit making. Yeah. So like it takes 20 days to um, create a habit. Yeah. That's that, that's that process of creating pathways in your brain. Cause our brain is it really, our brain is about creating pathways. It's about creating avenues for doing things quickly. And our brain is 100% all the time trying to do things as quickly as possible, as efficiently as possible. Right. So in order to create new patterns, create new habits, you have to create new pathways in your brain. And so that's why learning things is really hard at first. But once you've, once you know how to do it, it's really easy. You do it on autopilot, right? Um, I was thinking about that today when I was exercising, I do like Pilates. Um, and I was like, Oh, this is so much easier, but I've been doing it for like 10 years. And so of course it's a lot easier now. Like I don't have to think about it as much because my brain has created a pathway with my body for making those motions work. And so it's that same idea, which is, I think why we think in the future so much, right? Because we're trying to like manifest those pathways in our brain and manifest those ideas and those ways of living. Um, I think that's like, for me, that's something, not that I do that consciously. I'm not like thinking, you know, I'm going to manifest this pathway in my brain, but I know I tend to live in the future a lot. And so like, that's like, that's, that was an interesting part for me also. Yeah. Uh, and, and today she talked about how, um, you know, information isn't enough for us. It's not enough for us to listen to what we see or to listen to what we see, listen to what was <laughs> talked about. And then it's, it's engagement is the goal. She's talked about how the contrasted in the eighties of when they tried to do drug campaigns for kids, it was like inform the kids about the, uh, the problem with drugs and what it does to their brain. And it wasn't information like all the kids go, I know it's bad. I'm still going to be able to do stuff. And so <laughs> it's how do you create moments of engagement to mm-hmm. engage them into thinking and doing otherwise. And then that will translate into yeah. actual. Well, and change. all learning is about creating connections and about making it your own. And so if you're not 
like, so yeah, we say engagement. Engagement's like a huge trigger word, but really what we're trying to do is create connections and make things our own in our own brain, right? We're trying to bring relevance to it for ourselves. And so when we're learning, when we like repeat things back or when we paraphrase something in our own words, that's that process of creating connections and building pathways in our brain. I mean, I did that last week. I had kids like look up definitions of words, but I wanted them to paraphrase it. I wanted them to say it in their own words so that they can bring it more into their own like understanding of what they're trying to learn. And that's, I mean, that's a, that's a teaching 101 kind of a thing right there. Yeah. So, and I think the real big takeaway uh, from this that I loved is no embarrassing stories about me as a kid. That was <laughs> she didn't have really, any embarrassing stories. No, nah, it's just you know. Well, a, but in the interview, you had an embarrassing story about her. Uh, about running through the the parking lots. Well, no, about her oh, singing oh, Miss, ability. Miss, yeah, her singing <laughs> ability. Yeah, yeah. She's also she's classic running through for that. the parking lot. But she shared that she opened that. Yeah, door, so. I just had to relive that yeah. for her. Right, yeah. <laughs> You got some notes there, it I looks do. like. I um, do. I think I, you know, we talk about like millennials or this generation and coming generation. God, the worst. Just being like Stand. so distracted and so whatever. <laughs> but I think we fail to recognize that the world is a completely different thing. And so what, like, maybe they are more distracted, but but maybe we just aren't accounting for this different world that they have to live in, that we have to live in. Sure. Um, and so... Like we can't, like, are we judging them by past standards, which aren't like, that's not a finish line that can be there anymore. This is a different world. We live in a different place. And so is it fair to judge our distraction level based off of a standard that doesn't exist anymore? Um, And I don't have an answer to that necessarily. That's just my like little defensive moment. I think it's an interesting take because I also know I'll read some people who, uh, like older books, like old books, right? And these people were freaking smart and their ability to connect with, say, classical literature and or just write on a level of logic and thought like blows my mind. And yet, like my um, my knowledge, like, I don't know, just the, the technological advance or what, what I have at my fingertips, I probably know more about some things than them. Although the, just like the disciplines are different, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and awareness of, of, of some things yeah. is, is different. And too. I think there's definitely a tendency towards having broad knowledge instead of deep knowledge. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, for good or for bad. Um, but, and so like that is something maybe to be thought of or understood or like, Hey, is that something we want to keep? Is this broad knowledge of a little bit of everything instead of this depth of knowledge on one or two things. Um, so, but you know, like that's, I, again, like, are we, I don't know, are we judging a generation based off of a standard that doesn't exist anymore? Yeah. And so I don't, that was one of my, that was one of my thoughts about that is like, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more distractions for sure. Um, and like finding ways to be present is going to, is like a critical skill. And it's probably a skill that we now need to teach because it's not going to be a skill that is just inherently available to us to get on our own. And so like, it's a skill you're going to have to develop and teach. Yeah. But let me, let me just say this. Let me, let me 
produce the caveat of this. When we were in Hawaii, Kylie and I, I don't know, a year and a half ago or something like that, and we're driving to the on the road to Hana, and we, we come around these corners in the bend, and there's a millennial girl out on a rock <laughs> with her selfie stick behind this, you know, with a beautiful waterfall behind mm-hmm. her and looking at that, and I think, oh, man, like... I, I, yeah, but I'm you're ju- older. <laughs> I'm judging in that moment. Yeah, and you know I judge a little bit too in that moment. <laughs> okay, like, I'm not and gonna I think lie. it's well deserved. Yeah. I, I, I will stand firm. In but that, you also my are seeing a moment. Like, yeah. what is she then? Like, is that her right. whole experience with that waterfall? And she, she or may does be able she... to monetize that, and that's how she makes her money because exactly. she's a lifestyle artist. And I'm, I'm like, great. She may, she might make more money and than me. Or, that's fine. Like, she takes that moment and has that. I, like... can, I still judge it. I stand by my <laughs> judging of it as being absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, don't you? You take you take your phone out and photograph things I and am, record uh, things. Yeah, and... and I know that I'm nothing worth looking at. So it's like I, I get that I'm not like <laughs> securing the right light angle. You know, in the shade for my face. <laughs> I don't care that much. Uh, I mean, I understand. Like, I'm not. Again, I don't have all the answers. I'm not <laughs> saying like one is right or one is wrong. I'm just like. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The world is different. Is it fair to judge us by a standard that sometimes doesn't sometimes? Yes. That's all. That's that's the only <laughs> point that I'm trying to make. Sometimes. Yes. All fair right. Enough. What else you got? Um, I think my other big thing was. um Oh, I really enjoyed your mom was talking about being present in the time of hardship. And I um, just like how important that but nobody is. Nobody we know is going through hardship right now. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's feels, like a universal feels irrelevant. experience yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, if any time in the yeah. time of my <laughs> life, the, that being universal, it is now. Um, and that, what did she, she said something about like the idea of there's always something you can get out of a situation. And I was thinking about that's not the same as like, you know, the really horribly trite and not helpful of like, everything happens for a reason. This is different. Like this doesn't necessarily happen for a reason. This isn't everything happens for a reason. This is, this is a horrible situation that we didn't ask for, but we're in it. Like, there is there can be value found in this there can be learning found in this yeah there can be joy there can be um advancement there can be things found in this horrible situation that we would never ask for or never want again yeah but we can make the best of how do i make the best out of this which doesn't justify its existence or justify the thing that was done to hurt you or whatever um, but you can still go, I can still find something in this. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. And, and also her, um, she really talked about like being present in the hardship and like opening your eyes to it and experiencing it and like really like fully being part of that situation. Um, and I think that's, I don't know, that was a message I needed to hear personally. And so, um, I just really appreciated that as well. Cool. I love it. Got anything else there? That was it. Okay. Well, it's uh, since you opened, it is me for the <laughs> something interesting. We try and finish off our podcast by something that we found or read or experienced recently that is interesting, mm-hmm. that we feel like is something to bring to the table uh, for this. I'll, I've got two ones. Um, I have two also, but I have, I'll go fast I'm going to save one. I was planning to save one. Okay. For like next week. Ooh, okay. So, Sounds good. Yeah. 
Uh, one is that uh, I was driving by Columbia Center uh, recently uh, on, along the highway there. Mm-hmm. And to the left, uh, over by, let me think here, the Cash and Carry. Okay, uh, yeah. Towards the river. There's uh-huh. a set of new buildings in there. Yeah, that has like a restaurant supply store. A restaurant and, supply yeah. store, Western mm-hmm. supplies or whatever. Yeah, I drive and by that part of 240 a lot because yeah. I live in Kennewick. So, Next yeah. to that is in being built currently an indoor climbing gym. What? Yeah. I didn't realize that. I know. That's they had a cool. thing in the paper the other day about uh, where they're at and what they're doing. Maybe Eric so. will visit Tri-Cities more often. I was literally just talking to Eric and he's like, <laughs> Did you send me that trying to sucker me back into the Tri-Cities? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. I guess. I, whatever. That's you. That's not me. It sounds like you're dealing with some guilt. Maybe you should just move home. So there you go. That's one thing. That's a short. That's short. Whatever. Yeah. Um, the other thing is uh, that if you're looking for some really good Christmas Advent music because you're tired. Listen, 106.1 has been Santa.com or whatever it is uh, for a while now. And it's it's basically uh, wham on repeat of last Christmas. And I'm done. That's you know what I mean? like my least favorite. Oh, I it's horrible. I change that song all the time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, or the Ronettes, what, anyways, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're like, I, I want to do Christmas music, but I want it to be like cool and fun and unique and quirky and a little bit hipster. Um, there's a band called future of forestry, okay. uh, and they have come out with several different advent albums every, like, it seems like every other year for the past, I don't know, five or six years. And, uh, so they just came out with a, a new one called, um, let me look it up. Hang on. Just, I thought I had it written down, but I have a specific light has come. It came out last year around Christmas time and it's short seven songs. And, uh, specifically on that album is a song called come thou long expected Jesus, which is an old hymn. Uh, and their version of this hymn is just freaking awesome. Yeah. I listened it's to it today when you so sent it good. out. I sent that out to all mm-hmm. staff. We listened to it at staff meeting and the way I like to listen to these ones because there's, because the lyrics are so like, I don't know, freaking quality. You know what I mean? Like they're not the same, like just repeat the chorus line that we get in modern music. A lot of times mm-hmm. pop music, um, they're like deep theology. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, for the last two weeks I've been playing music for during our staff meeting and printing out lyrics that you just, you got, you got to close your computer. Here's the printed version. So we're not distracted by whatever emails, you know, edits or whatever. Um, and, uh, just read the lyrics and go for it. So my encouragement to you would be to, uh, find this on Spotify or, you know, spend the 99 cents on iTunes or whatever it is, or probably on, on YouTube. I'm sure they've got a video on there mm-hmm. too, as well. Uh, print out the lyrics and, uh, give it a little listen. So, uh, the song again, come thou long expected Jesus by future of forestry. So there you go. Nice. What do you got? All right. So I have a little bit of a mystery for you. I like Um, I don't know if you heard, uh, but like early November, a metal monolith, a three-sided monolith, showed up in Utah. Yes, I saw the video In kind of near Arches National Park in Mm -hmm. that area of Utah, Moab, which is a super fun city, by the way. If you've never been, go. Um, And it showed up out of nowhere and then like three days later disappeared. Oh, I didn't realize it disappeared. Then- a couple of days after that, one showed up in Romania. Okay. And then a couple of days later, disappeared. And then on December 3rd, one showed up in California. Okay. It was a little, the first two were like implanted into the ground. Uh, the one in California was not, so you could have knocked it over. Okay. Um, but very similar, all three of them. Um, and as far as, as 
the writing of the article I read, the monolith in California was still there. I'm not sure if it is still there anymore. Well, you would think they've got like a little webcam on that sucker now at this point. I don't know. If they're disappearing after three days, like where <laughs> what's happening? So apparently many of the Park Service people who have been interviewed about it are um, very tongue-in-cheek talking about aliens. And <laughs> sure. And the monolith uh, resembles, they said from like uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, it resembles the monoliths that are in there very closely. Um, so they don't quite, uh, someone in Utah um, said that they took down the monolith because they didn't want people to destroy habitat around it. Uh, but it's still like uncertain if that's true yeah, or then show like, us where the warehouse was yeah, where it is. or like it's, there's just a lot of uncertainty around it. So, yeah. but that's three, like not just in the United States. One was in Romania. Yeah. So yeah. Well, this is really cool, but the fourth one has been found <laughs> and it's in the, uh, it's in the upstairs at the uptown theater and it's unbelievable guys. Uh, I can confirm it does feel, I'm just joking, obviously. Um, it does feel like somebody's filming a documentary. Oh, 100%. And just seeing how everybody responds to this. Or someone was like, I mean, it's 2020. Let's yeah. put some aliens in yeah. there. And the way that the last one, which I think is the California one, that's when mm -hmm. I really came onto the scene and 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 saw, you know, and found out about it anyways. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't hear about the Romania one. I'm not up on my Romanian news lately. I've been slacking a little bit, but... Um, the, the one in, uh, in California, it did the way that it looked and the video <laughs> of the people walking up to it and like, hmm, what's this felt very much like a Marvel movie. <laughs> and then something comes out of the sand yeah. and eats them. And then we have to figure out what it is. And <laughs> then Captain America shows up on the scene and, yeah, and it'll be I, I think I just screwed it all up. Cause I don't think Captain America's. Marvel, I think he's DC. Is that right? No, Captain America's Marvel. Okay, I'm all screwed up. I don't watch superhero movies, well, so clearly. I have no idea. Yeah, I, really, <laughs> I don't really either, but I, I know that. Them. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's an Avenger. That's Marvel. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Um, yeah. So, anyways, it, it'll be interesting to see. Like now that like the eyes of the world are on this California, you can't just disappear after three days. So what's mm, going to happen? Who knows? We'll thing, see what happens. You know? I didn't. I didn't do a lot of like extra research. I just read this article, the one article. It feels but... like Elon Musk is up to something. <laughs> I think he's involved somehow. I don't know I how. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's got the thing going where he's like, yeah, we're doing electric spacecrafts with ob obelisks <laughs> to whatever. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, nice. All right. Well, that'll anything else for you? No, for, I'm good. Okay, you're gonna save the other one for later. Yeah. Maybe save it for Sunday because you guys, you guys, is it gonna be us two this Sunday? <laughs> This Sunday, Megan live and podcast. Brent live podcast, <laughs> never before seen. We've we've refused video cameras in here. We've said no. We do not want them in here. Do not film us. It's because of Brent. It's not me, because I'm hideous to look at. So <laughs> we are uh, we are instead going to take this whole thing down into the lobby and do it live. Say something interesting podcast nice. on Sunday morning as part of our pre-service stuff. About? All the things, all the fun stuff we talk about anyways. <laughs> all right. You know what I mean? Just, you never know. You never um, know with us. Participation, welcome. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. expected. And really. expected, yeah. Um, so if you're listening <laughs> to this, then please. If you've ever had any questions you wanted to ask Brent and I, you know. Yeah. Child appropriate. And see what our faces are when we <laughs> present them to each other. Um, and be like, here's here's what somebody said about you, Megan. That kind of thing. That'll be uh, critical. Um, real we should quick. do like a, you know, the celebrity like Google bar, like the question, the most asked questions about them or whatever. That'd be no, funny if we did something like that. I haven't that. seen that. 
Oh, I'll I'll find one for you. Okay, do it. Okay. Maybe that's what we'll play. We'll figure something out. Yeah. We uh we did want to make a, a real quick announcement um that is gonna like is news this doesn't come out till Wednesday and so by that time this is gonna be out so I feel like I can talk about it but uh, we have decided to cancel our last in person gathering uh, of the year to, uh, for this Sunday which all which puts more people basically to be able to watch our thing in at nine forty five that's mm-hmm. not why we did it um, we did it because <laughs> uh, Christmas Eve is right around the corner it's the following Thursday and we really just want wanted to, you know, for the sake of prudence and the abundance of caution, um, make sure that uh, we don't screw anything up by having a weird case breakout or something dumb uh, on an in-person service that makes us cancel what we want to do on Christmas Eve. We value the Christmas Eve option so much. We're like, let's just play it safe. And uh, we are going to be live streaming still. We'll be doing it at 10 o'clock. We'll be filming it in here. We are just not going to be having an in-person thing for that. Uh, Then Christmas Eve, we'll do the in-person, but outdoors at 4, 5, and 6 p.m. So if you haven't reserved a spot yet, make sure to get on the website and do that. Um, and then we will take off the uh, Sunday between Christmas and New Year's like we always do. And so that gives us a few weeks to kind of let hopefully the dust settle in terms of some of this case stuff. And then we can get back to, yeah. uh, you know, different, something different. I, I didn't want to say normal there. It's not going to be normal. It's going to nope. be a uniquely version of different yep. that we're super pumped about. So Excited. thanks for being flexible with us yes. uh, on that. And uh, make sure to, uh, again, log in early on Sunday to be a part of our Say Something Interesting live podcast recording. Um, additionally, our 12 days of wear love is currently underway. Yeah. It started on Saturday. Um, we, this is like one of my favorite things we've put out in recent history. There you go. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. uh, the hype is real guys. <laughs> we put together an advent calendar, but instead of like stupid little windows that you open up crappy chocolate that tastes terrible, um, we put together, uh, awesome wear love ideas. So, um, things such as buying coffee for the person behind you, supporting minority-owned businesses, um, buying diapers for a local foster care staff. Those are and just the first And it's broken into like four different categories. So it's kind of like giving, serving, yep. um, like appreciation, like – you know, so there's kind of like four different categories for the 12 days. and Absolutely. And there's no really expectation cool. to like really follow along day by day. It's really like do whatever you want with whatever you want. But here's just a little motivation to kind of do something leading up to Christmas. So and then we'd love to have you share your stories with us on social media using the hashtag 12 days of wear love or just hashtag wear love. That's fine, too. And uh, we'd love to see what you're doing and celebrate with you in that. Uh, I think that's it. You got anything else? You're typing something. You're, good. you're looking something up. I'm looking something up. OK. All right. Anything important for us no. or just checking your taxes or <laughs> yeah, that bank <laughs> accounts? <laughs> you got a, got a friend request you got to get to right no, now? No, I was looking at that video I wanted oh. to show you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. That'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Thanks, Megan. Yep. See you on Sunday, everybody. Bye.